Yeah, woohoo! All right. Thank you so much for pressing play on a little podcast by the name of Bob's Fishbowl. I'm Bob, or as now seven people call me, Tijuana Bob. Over there, our fishbowl goes by the name of Fish B. He's from another dimension. This is a very simple show. The world asks questions, and I answer them. This evening, slavery reparations, Hope Hicks testifies in a pantsuit, and Joe Biden boasts about working with segregationists because, you know, he's Joe Biden. But before we get there, before we get to the fishbowl, today was a monumental day in my life. This has happened to me before, but only once before. And rarely does lightning strike twice. I mean, the odds of getting hit by lightning once, astronomical. Twice, astronomical times two. And I didn't get struck by lightning, just the, just the lightning of luck. Oh my God, I got a special delivery in the mail today. Do you want to guess what it was? I, I will give you a minute. The, the, the world is basically mine. I got, I got this bitch on a string now. Look out, look, look out for me. Look out. The, this show and its host, who's speaking, is on the come up. We were down for a long time, but we're, we're going to get there. Started at the bottom. Now we're slightly moving up. Um... Great news, great news. Finger Hut, again, again, has awarded me the opportunity of $500 of pre-approved credit. Oh, oh, now, now I know what people feel like when they win Academy Awards, when they win Grammys, when they win Tonys, when they get a Presidential Medal of Freedom. This is... Damn, it is, it is good to be the king. It's good. It's good to be the king. I mean, rolling out the red carpet of credit, $500 pre-approved finger hut. Don't mind if I do. Should I buy a camera? Should I buy a tent? Should I buy a new bedding set? The options, towels, they're limitless. I mean, they have, they have standing fans here. I could buy a fan for as low as $9.99 a month. Thank you, finger hut. Ow! All right, let's uh, let's get to the show now, shall we? Uh, question one uh, from the fishbowl reads as follows: Fish B, if you don't mind. Yeah. Okay. All right. What's your biggest concern about the benzo withdrawals? What is my biggest concern? Um, a lot of people. I'm, I'm glad I got this question tonight because a lot of people have been asking me about this. Uh, for those that uh, that don't know, uh, uh, the synopsis in 15 seconds is uh, after my kids leave, I have to get off a drug called Clonopin, which is the benzo class like Valium or Xanax or Clonopin. I've been on it for a long ass time, nine years. No one told me it was a horrible long term medication until I had been on it for seven years. And uh, school starts uh, very early in August in Florida, where, where, where my kids will go back. And, and when that happens, 
I need to get myself off Clonopin because in September I'm paying $3,000 cash to do special K therapy, and hopefully uh, that has positive implications for my brain. But th- this, this benzo with- withdrawal thing, uh, honestly, uh, my two biggest fears are, are, are death, we'll get to that in a moment, or, 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 or my, uh, my, my mom hospitalizes me before I'm ready because it's, uh, it's too scary to watch, it, to watch someone go through this. Um, if you don't know anyone who's done this, and most of, of us don't, I've, I've been through opiate withdrawals multiple times uh, off pain medications. Uh, I've quit uh, nicotine cold turkey like on seven different occasions and been able to, to, to get through those things somehow, some way. Uh, but, but this this is another deal entirely. Um, let me uh, let, let me borrow a little information from a uh, reputable source here, uh, American Addiction Centers. They got one in Malibu. If you got one in Malibu, you're a reputable source. Um, here's a here here's what we can here's what we can look forward to, and I can't recommend this enough. Do not try this at home. This I think after I read this, you'll understand. Why you have to do it under 24-hour medical supervision. You, you, you cannot be doing this shit in the spare room in your mom's basement, which is where I'm going to be doing it. So um, parts of the brain normally suppressed by the drug may stop performing without it. Well, okay, great. Uh, withdrawal systems can last a few days, uh, rarely, to months, to potentially years, if not addressed professionally. The withdrawal peak point, meaning when, when does it get to be its absolute worst? The withdrawal peak point is two weeks in. So the first one to three to, to four days suck, but really aren't that bad because the medication has a half-life of 40 to 50 hours, so your brain's not really doing without it until that point. But then it's going to keep getting worse every single day until two weeks in. Most of my, my opiate withdrawals were, were like seven to 10 days. And, and by that, I was done. And, and, and when you snapped out of it, my God, you knew it. You, you, you were good, but this is... Uh, I mean, two weeks, and then there's generally kind of another week where well, things will start to slow down a little bit, and, and hopefully I get out sometime uh, in 21 days, uh, uh, God forbid, uh, uh, less than a month, we'll see. Uh, but the, the withdrawal peak point is typically two weeks. Um, there are potentially fatal seizures or a coma that may occur with the sudden cessation of clonopin, which is, which is what I'll be doing. I, I will be weaning myself down in between, to the best of my ability, in between now and then. But honestly, uh, uh, the stress, it, it's, it's counterintuitive, but, 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 but the stress of knowing that I have this forthcoming, even researching this topic tonight, you know what it made me do? You, you, you know, after reading this shit, you, you, I, I thought I was going to have a pan attack, so I had to go take a clonopin. Just that, so so I, I'm not sure that's a good sign. Uh, fatal seizures or coma may occur with the sudden cessation of clonopin. Withdrawal symptoms, uh, th- th- this, is, this is where we get to the fun stuff. If you want to know what kind of thrill-a-minute roller coaster ride this is going to be, uh, most of this stuff is uh, pretty, a lot of it's uh, standard uh, for withdrawals. Uh, a lot of it's not. 
benzo withdrawal, and I've heard from multiple people now, is just is just an entirely different level. It's it's worse than heroin. It's 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 just it's just awful. So uh, uh, the withdrawal symptoms include headaches, stomach pain, nausea, tremors, sweating. I can probably handle the sweating. Hallucinations, dizziness, fatigue, confusion. Anxiety, depression, seizures, we've mentioned that. And, uh, oh, oh, one of my favorite, drum roll please, drum roll please, one of my favorites. Uh, thoughts of suicide. What could possibly go wrong there for someone that uh, has rapid cycling bipolar disorder, PTSD, and general anxiety disorder? Uh, uh, there's also, I'm not done though, I'm not done, I'm not done. Uh, blurred vision, cramps, impaired respiration, Short-term memory loss. Uh, I think I mentioned uh, nightmares. Uh, heart palpitations. And again, just, just, just so it's crystal clear, uh, seizures, coma, and death. Um, medical detox is, is, is absolutely necessary for any benzo withdrawal. You need, you need to be hooked up to devices and monitored 24 hours a day. Um, I should probably tell you something, something a little else here. Uh, the stuff about the heart has me particularly concerned. This is probably four years ago now, but if you, uh, if you go back and listen to the, the, the podcast, I believe it's called The Most Effed Up Story I Got. I, I forget what chapter that is of Bob's Fishbowl. Uh, but, but prior, uh, I, uh, I tried to uh, pray myself to death. True story, and uh, and uh, and my heart, uh, my heart failed me, and uh, I was in I, I was in the ICU and uh, almost died a couple times, and ended up being hospitalized for for, for eight weeks with a pneumonia infection that uh, spread to my heart and caused heart failure. So anyway, um, other there there are other factors uh, when it comes to. Uh, benzo withdrawal, including uh, uh, that kind of uh, are, are leading indicators as to how bad this will be. Uh, they include uh, th th these, uh, th these influence uh, the, the withdrawal here. Uh, your age, uh, my age isn't too bad. I'm not in my 60s, 70s. I'm, I'm actually a pretty spry 43-year-old uh, who doesn't look a day over 42. Not, not a damn day over 42, but 43. Um, the amount taken each time uh, I, I generally don't take that many <laughs> at a time, but there have been times in my life when I've taken more than I should. Uh, the length of time taking benzos, I think we can all agree that nine years of, of every single day is, is a pretty substantial length of time. There, there were no breaks there. This is nine consecutive years of taking this medication. Uh, the absence of, uh, of other substances, uh, or the abuse, excuse me, of other substances simultaneously. Uh, luckily, we are, we're, we're good there. We're uh, not currently abusing uh, any other substances. Um, Co-occurring mental health disorders. Uh, yeah, we have those. Like, what the fuck is this going to do to my uh, bipolar? And uh, my hunch is it's not going to be great. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Um, and then uh, other factors are, are like genetics and personal physiology. Uh, then there's enviro environmental factors into high-stress surroundings or a non-supportive environment. And between you and I, um, 
I mean, I'm in, you know, <laughs> doing this in a, the, 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 the spare bedroom in, uh, in my mom's finished basement. And, uh, um, well, uh, uh, gosh, jeez, oh, uh, I, uh, I, I could, I could single-handedly just, just by going through the withdrawals, make it, make it a high stress, uh, in, uh, uh, surrounding and, uh, and therefore leading to a, a, a non-supportive environment. Uh, honestly, I'm scared that, uh, my mom will just, uh, just, just be petrified of, uh, of this whole thing. So, so anyway, um, long story short, uh, don't try this at home. And, uh, and, and if you have uh, psychiatric issues, of, of course, seek help. And I encourage you to, to seek help as soon as possible. Uh, there's plenty of resources online. Uh, you're already there if you're listening to this show. But don't take benzos long term. They are they they are not to be fucked with, and they are very addictive. And we'll see what happens with me here. So, thank you, Fishby. Thank you. All right. Question two. Yo, it's me, Ronan Farrow. Can I end Tony Robbins' career? I don't. Buzzfeed now. Buzzfeed News has ran five different parts of this story about Tony Robbins. There's now 10 women that, that, that have come forward and say that he's either been nude in front of them or accused them of, of touching them inappropriately. But we... we one, one of the women quoted in the story, there was a job interview, and during the job interview, Tony Robbins touched her on her knee. Which, in the grand scheme of the me, I, I know it's not appropriate. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not justify it. I wouldn't do it. Yes, yes, I find it slightly creepy. But in the grand, it's not exactly Harvey Weinstein. All right, You're not exactly raping someone by by touching them on their knee. But of course, it's 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 unprofessional. Uh, we'll we'll see. I think it's a little early to end Tony Robbins' career. I mean, I mean, where else is, is are, are Tom Hanks, the Clintons? And even Donald Trump at one time gonna find a life coach if they can't go to Tony Robbins. Maybe I'll listen to Bob's Fishbowl and I'll just I'll just become much more inspirational. We know my new role in life is angel. That's what I wanna be. I wanna see problems and I wanna help problems. I wanna see someone in need, I wanna help someone in need. That's what I wanna do. So if there's a if if <laughs> if there's a vacancy in the uh, in this guru life coach line of work, I think I would be excellent at it. I'm a I'm a I am a I'm a great listener. I'm a great listener. And clearly I am uh, I'm motivational. In, uh, in, in, in every way. I, th- I think what, what's weirder to me, it, did, you, did you hear about this, uh, this brown liquid shot that, that if people lose, like, like, like these games, or, or, or uh, I, I don't even know what the fuck goes on at these things. I, I fell asleep trying to watch I'm Not Your Guru, the Tony Robbins doc on Netflix. So uh, I remember the infomercials, like, from when I was a kid. But, but like, they're, they, they, these brown shots, like, like, you bring people on stage who have performed poorly dur- during the course of, the, of these seminars that they pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to be at. Um, but his staff uh, uh, let BuzzFeed know uh, that they just call it a gross shot, and there, there's nothing actually that harmful in it, even though there are reports of people vomiting. Uh, it's pickle juice, apple juice, lemon juice, tomato juice, 
and a dash of Tabasco. Yeah, I don't know who came up with that cocktail, but they were they they really put some time into it. You know, they're like, no, you know, it, it's missing something. It's missing. You know what it's missing? It's missing a dash of Tabasco, and I think I think our apple juice ratio is off. So I, I, again, people pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, and and but in fairness, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people that, that swear by the work of uh, of Tony Robbins. So I've I've never even read any of his books or anything. I'm not really into uh, self help books. Maybe I should be, and I wouldn't be detoxing in my mom's basement. Um, Next question, Fish B, if you don't mind. Dear Uncle Bob, what do slavery reparations look like? What, what do slavery reparations look like? Now, there was a big... Uh, Hope Hicks wasn't the only big deal on Capitol Hill today. Uh, actor Danny Glover, uh, Cory Booker, gave impassioned testimony about the need for some kind of slavery reparations in this country. I, I agree with that sentiment, but then the question is, if we get there, what do reparations look like? Is it a check for $50,000 for every black person in America, or that's a descendant of, of slavery? Um, and how exactly do the... Do, do, do you, do you prove that? Do, does everyone have to do like a genetic test, like a 23andMe, and I... I I don't know. I, I don't know. I did hear a, uh, a college professor talking on the television news today, I believe it was on CNN, that uh, there actually have been slavery rep- rep- reparations before, um, uh, but it was uh, after the Emancipation Proclamation and the end of the Civil War, uh, the slave owners were actually paid reparations for having to lose their complimentary slave labor, and they were paid uh, $300 per slave, which, according to this professor, translates to $7,000. Forgive me if you saw the name news story, but uh, anyway, that, that's, that's what I learned. Um, so what do... But you take that $7,000 from, you know, the end of the Civil War, 1865, and then 1860-something. And then, can we we use Warren Buffett compound interest? Because Warren Buffett would have turned that $7,000 into $7 billion by now. That's a long-ass time ago, the end of the Civil War. Um, I'm, I'm glad it's in the... I'm glad it's in the sphere of conversation. It, it is something that needs to be talked about. It is America's original sin. And, uh, of course, as said, here we are on Juneteenth, the anniversary of the end of, uh, of slavery. So, I actually agree. This is something we've, uh, we've, we've brought up on the show before as, as a portion of the reparations uh, Killer Mike, a.k.a. Michael Render, uh, one of our favorite uh, rappers from uh, Run the Jewels, amongst other projects, and social activists, and a Bernie-crat, a big Bernie guy, is, is Killer Mike, thinks that uh, every marijuana business in the country, or every state that has legal marijuana businesses, those states should pass a law that at least half those businesses have to be black-owned to make up for the unfair... Uh, 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 consequences and um, just uh, 
the, the, the way the, the, the drug war so much more adversely affected and was concentrated in urban and minority communities. So uh, I, I do agree with, uh, with Killer Mike on that. Uh, my, uh, I, me, me and my, uh, my ma were talking about it earlier, and, uh, and, and, and I think like a lot of people, she's, she's skeptical of writing a, a $50,000 check, as, uh, as I throw out there. But uh, uh, she suggests a, a, a free college. Uh, I think that's certainly a wonderful idea, even though I, uh, I think uh, if you want to go to state university, everyone should get free college. Call me a socialist if you want, but you shouldn't have to go 60 grand in debt to go to Washington State University. All right? You just, you just, you just shouldn't. You just shouldn't. Next question. Yo. Oh, excuse me. I got that. Uh, here we go. Dear Uncle Bob. Oh, no. We did that one. That was right. Yo. Get it together, Fishbee. Get it together. Like, I, I'm just here answering questions. Honest to God, Fishbee. You, you essentially have one job. You have one job, Fishbee, and that's to get me the questions in the, in a, in a, come on. That's, that's all you got to do. Don't give me the same question twice. You have one job. Don't hand me two pieces of paper at once, all right? Thank you, Fishbee. Yo, it's me, Fish B. Of course, of course. Now you hand me your question, you smartass. Uh, what What's the dumbest question you got asked today? Uh, oh, the, the um the dumbest question I got asked, and uh, I get asked this oh once, twice, three times a year. This isn't this isn't the first time. But my name, uh, other than Tijuana Bob, it's it's there on the podcast, I believe. Uh, Bob Van Dyne. Is, is the name, V-A-N space capital D-Y-N-E, Van Dyne. And I was, uh, I was uh, buying, some new, uh, buying some new jewel pods today at the, uh, at the Walgreens, and I was asked if I was related to Dick Van Dyke. Are you, are you related to Dick Van Dyke? Um, to which I said, I said, of, of course I am. I mean, obviously, Dick Van Dyke is, is my grandfather. Van Dyne, Van Dyke, we, you know, the Dutch don't care. We're very fluid with our last names. Who, uh, so anyway, that's a, that's a dumb question. Next, Fish B, can you, can you get me one, or, or is this too much? Do we need a substitute fish bowl because this, this is beyond your capabilities as a partner in this podcast endeavor? Uh, Oh, thank you, Fishby. Why didn't Hope Hicks have to testify in public? Uh, it's, uh, um, it's because basically she wasn't going to testify, which 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 is crazy. And then and then they work out these deals with the congressional committees so they don't have to subpoena them. And then it's behind. I I hate that it's behind closed doors. I mean, they're, they're asking her questions of, by the way, she refused to answer any, there was White House counsel there, and she refused to answer any question that had anything to do with her time in the White House, and you probably heard even including to just minutia that doesn't matter, like where her desk was in the West Wing. White House, they told her she couldn't answer that. 
They, 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 they're asserting some kind of immunity that is such a rare legal theory that even legal scholars are going, what the fuck? I, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't know what ultimate immunity is. Some kind of, again, this, this all goes back to this weird unitary executive theory where the president gets to do whatever the fuck he wants because he or she is the president which is total bullshit. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, but the, although she was behind closed doors, uh, I think we can all admit that, that walking in and walking out, despite not answering questions, obviously, Hope Hicks looked, she could not have looked more handsome in that pantsuit. Uh, I mean, she's a terrific-looking woman. I think, I think we can say that without pause or hesitation. Really, really the highlight compared to... God, I, I'm not going not gonna to say anything mean. Not, I, wanted, I wanted for a second to be a jackass about, you know... I, I mean, wouldn't you rather... I mean, Hope Hicks never talked on TV anyway, but, but you know, if you had to choose between getting, getting, getting the presidential spin, because she worked in the comm department, she just never spoke publicly. If you had to choose between getting your presidential spin between her, Kellyanne Conway, or, God forbid, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who do you want? I, 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 know, I know who I do, but I am, I am not world's most mature human being. Uh, as, as as my mom stitched me something when I was small, please be patient. God isn't finished with me yet. But attractive young lady, I, and I mean that uh, in the uh, classiest way possible. Even though I've just made it as potentially unclassy as possible. Next fish B. Why is Joe Biden bragging about working with segregationists? Oh, Joe. Oh, Joe Biden, this is, I mean, he is, this is why I don't think Joe Biden is going to be the dude. Joe Biden is not going to be the dude. He can't help it. He's going, this massive lead he's got, all Kamala, Elizabeth Warren, and Mayor Pete got to do is just stay around because the more Joe talks, the more he is going to take that axe to his own oak tree and just keep cutting himself down. It's, it's just stupid. The point he was trying to make is, I'm Joe Biden. I can work with anybody. But talking about when he first got to Senate and the segregationists that were there and how he got along with them and how this one segregationist senator, I mean, he didn't call me boy. He only called me son. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe that's because you're a white guy from Scranton, Joe. God, oh, man. Oh, jeez. What's that, Fishby? If, if I had to pick one person in the Democratic field who, 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 I, who, who do I think it's going to be at the end of the day? God, that, that's impossible to say right now. I mean, I think I could give you a better answer after the debates, and, and, and honestly, my mood, it's not just the bipolar, my, my, my mood on this changes from day to day, but I'll tell you what I'm feeling today, and, and this, is, this is kind of a, a non-answer answer, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if the last woman standing on this thing is Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, I'm serious. I'm, I'm serious. I wouldn't be surprised if the last woman standing 
is Elizabeth Warren. I, I and if we get to, I think, hopefully we get down to debates where there's only five of them on stage, because I would love to see Biden, Bernie, Kamala, Mayor Pete, and Elizabeth Warren. That's a debate. Those are great ideas. Those are those are all good people from a distance. So we'll see. Mayor Pete, will, I, I predict, will be by far and away the, uh, the best debater, but Elizabeth Warren, uh, probably not far behind. Next, Fishby! Next! Did any news make you yell at the TV like the idiot that you are? Did any news story today make me laugh at the TV or make me yell at the TV like the, like the idiot that, that I am? Um... Uh, two today, two. Uh, the fact that uh, it, 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 I don't, it came up again, but once again, the Trump administration is siding with one of the most evil regimes in the world. I speak of Saudi Arabia about the murder of an American resident and you, Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi. The fact that the Trump administration again sides with Saudi Arabia on something this horrendous uh, made me want to yell at the TV. And it's only because when Trump gets out of office, he wants those Saudi Arabian bucks. Don't, don't, and if there's another reason, t- tweet me and let me know. I'll make sure I have my Twitter phone on. I'm very easy to find on social media. It's just all of us just at Bob Van Dyne. I got in early. I'm a, I'm a non-user, yet an early adopter. So go figure it out. Um, and then, oh, oh, the, there was, uh, what other story? Oh, of course, of course, the EPA story today. I mean, I went nuts last night about President Trump boasting about how our air and our water are the cleanest they've ever been, which of course is complete bullshit on every level. Hell, it's 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 Dante's Inferno levels of bullshit. The fa- that, that America has the cleanest air and water we've ever had. And today, the new jackass at at, at the EPA, who, who I believe is also leaving under some kind of scandal, if if I remember correctly, but uh, um, the Trump administration. Is basically um, every every regulation the EPA has that you know keeps the air and the water clean, as if they haven't rescinded enough of these regulations enough, and just given the energy companies and the coal mines free reign to do whatever the hell they want. Um, now, according to the EPA policy, uh, they're just going to send this back to the states and let the states decide and give the states three years to decide. And some of these states, like Oklahoma, West Virginia, how do you think they're going to decide? And again, I apologize to my kids. I apologize to my grandkids. I apologize to my great-grandchildren because this is insane. Don't we? I mean, isn't planet Earth? I'm glad my son's here right now. He just walked out. Isaiah, don't you think the Earth is kind of pretty and kind of something worth protecting? And in general, do you prefer dirty things or clean things? I just think the Earth is flat because the basketball is round. No, no. What do you mean the Earth is flat because a basketball (laughs) is round? What? (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. No, I was counting on you to tell me about the importance of a clean earth, right? Is that important? We would all die if the earth wasn't clean. Okay, all right, thank you, all right. But and 
the earth is flat because of, because a basketball is round? No, the basketball is round, but the basketball court is flat. Oh, but a basketball court is flat, and that makes nine. You've 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 fish B. Do you follow that? Makes perfect sense to you, Fishby. All right, yeah. No, the kid is uh, the kid is a genius. All right. Next question, Fishbola. Next question. We're winding them down here. Yo, it's me, Fishby again. Jesus, come on, Fishby. We don't need any more questions from you. Uh, did you hear Trump raised twenty-four point eight million dollars in twenty-four hours? Yes. That war chest is huge. It's almost all going to go into to, 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 to digital ad campaigns and, you know, envelopes to, to Russians. Um, $24.8 million in 24 hours. Uh, it is a minority of the country that approves of this president. It is a smaller minority that loves this president. But those that love him really love him. And even, uh, I was watching Megan McCain on The View today. Her and Joy really got into it. She, uh, uh, the word bitch was thrown around on The View today, so that was exciting. Uh, but Megan McCain uh, justified the crowds at the Trump rally. She said, it's not just that, and I found this point interesting, it, it, it's not that everyone there loves Trump, it's just, it's just they hate the same things that Trump hates which I found to be a, a very curious answer. And by what they hate is uh, any, anything associated with, with any Democrat because somehow they've been, been brainwashed to the idea that Democrats are 100% committed to ruining the country at every single turn, which, which, is, which, is, which is just, it's, ah, you know, I, I guess. I, 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 man, I'm not sure how they got there. Last question, as always, belongs to Isaiah, the tiny player, who thinks the earth is flat because basketball arounds because the court is flat, and that's logic that uh, only Fish B gets. Uh, Isaiah writes, how are we going to feel when Chanel leaves? Oh, man, our, our, uh, our big sister, my little girl, Dinky Doolittle. I mean, we'll, we'll be back this summer for, for her sweet 16 in Florida on, on, on July 31st, hopefully, depending on what goes on with that. Um, well, I, I'm going to feel terrible. You know, in, in theory, in theory, she could, she could stay uh, for as long as, as her baby brother Isaiah does, does over there. But um, for any for any uh, of you listening that grew up in in similar situations with, with separated parents that, that live on uh, opposite sides of of the country or or the world and 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 you, and you go back back and forth on breaks, um, there is probably at least I mean she's she, she's fifteen going on sixteen going on twenty nine and I'm not in the business of holding anyone hostage. I, I want her to stay for as long as she wants to stay. And the time it grows stale, and it, it's not like we don't talk. We Facetime every single day. So, I actually, uh, while she's here, she kind of uh, barricades herself in a room and just Facetimes all day. Just, just face. To, so, uh, I uh, sometimes I feel like I talk to her more uh, in uh, in Florida. So, anyway, but I'm I'm gonna feel terrible. How Isaiah? How are you gonna feel? I'm not gonna feel a thing. He Isaiah says he's not going to feel a thing. That's the kind of Cold-blooded man. 
You are cold, cold blooded on that one. All right. And now, my friend, it's time for Paleta Bola de Fuego. But Isaiah, I see a problem. Uh, I didn't grab Paleta Bola de Fuego. Would you mind handing it over from the other side of the uh, of the desk, the other side of the studio there? Thank you very much. And yeah, I said studio. It's the most. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say I can say this with confidence. This is the most unique production facility in the Pacific Northwest. I can say that with confidence. The most unique production facility. In the Pacific Northwest. Paleta Bola de Fuego, let's go. Dominican authorities say David Ortiz, not the intended target. I'm not sure if I buy it 100%. I feel real sorry for what's going on in the DR right now. All the Americans, all the tourists getting poisoned. Uh, maybe more on that tomorrow. A 52... Isaiah, go to the other room. You're not going to want to hear this next one, bud. Go away. Go away. A 52-year-old German man faces manslaughter charges, him and his 48-year-old bride, also German, newlyweds. Uh, so, I mean, what, what, what does everyone do on their honeymoon? A 48-hour bondage marathon. I, I mean, th- th- does this involve cocaine? Or you get just get, I, I guess it's hard to sleep when you're getting slapped. Um, so I make that sound like I don't like bunch. Hey, uh, hey, so anyway, so but 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 th- th- this th- this this woman dies because something that was put in her anus caused internal bleeding. But but it's hard to tell when you're in the middle of a 48-hour honeymoon bondage marathon. We've all been there. Uh, Netflix say murder mystery with uh, the, the film with uh, Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler. Uh, 30 million views over its first three days. Usually Netflix is very tight, uh, tight-lipped on what kind of numbers they're doing, but uh, they want everyone to know that murder mystery is killing it. Uh, Lindsay Lohan, who will always have a special place in my heart. I don't. I just. I. Lo- I, I even like the crazy Lindsay Lohan. I like the crazy one. I, th- I think crazy Lindsay Lohan is way better than any other Lindsay Lohan. Um, she's losing her MTV show and, and her, and her Greek nightclub, hotel, restaurant, bar, whatever the hell it was. So I've, 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 anyway, if she needs a shoulder to cry on, uh, Fish B is here and available. And lastly, Vegas magician and all around creepy human being, in my opinion, Chris Angel is taking his act to Broadway, which when you think about it is great news for everyone in Vegas. So... And uh, that, my friends, is what we call a podcast. It's called Bob's Fishbowl. We do it seven days a week. My name, again, Tijuana Bob. You can find me on all your social media platforms if you want to yell at me, simply at Bob Van Dyne. And, uh, of course, this show is executive produced by the one, the only, nine-year-old sensation himself, Isaiah the Tiny Player. So on behalf of Isaiah... Me and, of course, Fish B. We thank you much for listening. We do this Monday through Friday, uh, always up by uh, 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific. So till then, adios amigos.